Hello, humanoids. This is Ian from Squared Circle History, and I am here to ask you to choose your four. It's Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Welcome to the only podcast that chooses a topic and allows you, the fans, to choose who winds up on our Mount Rushmore. Today, we will be discussing the Mount Rushmore of finishing moves. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Brian. What's going on, Ian? Brian, what'd you pull out of the laundry today? I pulled out the Naito t-shirt. Okay. NJPW t-shirt. Yeah, did you get that one from Hot Topic? Sure did. Yeah, you so know it's... It's uh, got the skull, and it says car... What is it, carbone? Carbone. <laughs> it's just like carbone, like from uh, Goodfellas. <laughs> Very got well. Got hung up in the uh, meat locker. <laughs> Who's the... What's the guy's name? Uh, Cabron. What's the guy's name that, that bought the, the wife the fur coat? Do you remember? Maury. Maury. Okay. No, no. No, no. Maury, Maury was the wig guy. Yeah, Maury was the wig guy. The fur coat. Was that Carbon? Or Carbon by the Cadillac? Carbon bought the Cadillac. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. That's what it was. Okay. Someone did buy the wives the wives a uh, fur coat. He was the coat. big guy. Big, chunky guy. I don't know his name. Hopefully people out there know that we're talking about Goodfellas. Did we say it was Goodfellas? Yeah, I believe I mentioned that. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, so I'm wearing a... I'm not wearing a soft-style shirt today. What? Uh, I'm wearing my Terry Funk Championship Edition shirt from Spotlight Series. Uh, it's very soft, but it's it's uh, it's a little beefier than a soft-style, but it's uh, the air is a little crisp now that we're heading into the fall, so I feel like it was appropriate to break this one out. I've had it for uh, a month or so, and I haven't worn it yet because, you know, it's too hot. But doesn't it feel good? Ah, oh, it does. It feels great. It feels good, right? I mean, soft style is nice and all, but it does hug the belly a little bit. And uh, for a big guy like me, sometimes you don't want that hugging your belly. Yeah, I guess yeah. I understand. The hard style like lets you loose a little bit. The uh, hard style. Hard style. I mean, some might call that strong style. Okay, yeah, well, good point. But maybe, maybe when referencing a shirt, it should be hard style. Well, strong school. Okay, all right, well, that's great. We have Sarah over here. Reading our lists. Hey guys. Okay, with that said, let's begin construction on the Mount Rushmore of finishing moves. Our first submission, as always, is from Pat R. from Fall River with the Stone Cold Center, the Tombstone, the Razor's Edge, and the Scorpion Deathlock. Okay, so starting off this week, we have Pat R. from Fall River. He's throwing some heavy hitters at us here. We have the Stone Cold Stunner, the Tombstone. The Razor's Edge, and the Scorpion Deathlock. Isn't that the same as the Sharpshooter, Brian? No, well, I think uh, Scorpion Deathlock is appropriate. And uh, we should just, I, I don't know, I'm assuming I'm assuming the Sharpshooter's on a list somewhere. Yes, and yes, the Sharpshooter is We should just incorporate okay. it all into one, right? Like, we're not going yeah. to take the Sharpshooter and, and, you know, say it's just the Sharpshooter and so on in its own category. Scorpion Deathlock should be in the same category. I think we should name it the Scorpion Deathlock. I don't care if there's ten sharpshooters on there and one Scorpion Deathlock. In the end, it's going to be the Scorpion Deathlock. <laughs> no love for the sharpshooter. Bret Hart would not well, be on While we're on the topic, it's, it's pretty funny because Bret Hart always claimed all this time that he was the inventor of the sharpshooter when, in reality, it's actually Ricky Choshu in Japan. Invented. Oh, thank you. Uh, Ricky Choshu in Japan invented the sharpshooter, and that was 
long before Brett, and even before Brett, the great Kabuki was doing it, Terry Taylor was doing it, one of your favorites, Ron Garvin, was doing it. Are uh, you surprised that Brett said he invented it, though? Well, Brett no. invented everything. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I believe on uh, Wrestling with Shadows, he referred to himself as God. He referred to himself as when, God? Yeah, he, um, he, when he walked out in front of the kids in India... He was like, it was like God was walking out there, and that's a pretty big, that's a bold statement to refer to yourself as God. God he's he's like so full of himself, Ian. Yeah. He well, makes me so mad. Let's let's not turn this into the Mount Rushmore of reasons why we don't like Can we do one of those? <laughs> maybe, maybe if we get a good response. Oh my God, I would love it. <laughs> but let's, let's discuss Pat Arn's list a little bit further here. He broke out. The move that I feel is, is really going to be the uh, front runner of the pack here, the Stone Cold Stunner, uh, of course, made famous by... Johnny Ace. Yes. You <laughs> <laughs> hey, look real vascular, Ian. <laughs> With, uh, of course, the Ace Crusher. But yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin made the move famous. I mean, Mikey Whipwreck did it a little bit before Stone Cold with the Whippersnapper. He even defeated Stone Cold with that move. Well, that's where he got it from, right? Probably Whipwreck. It's gotta be. It's gotta be where he got Must've, it from. Must have liked it. That million dollar dream just wasn't working for him. No, unfortunately, the ringmaster, uh, the circus, had left town. I'm actually surprised. Right off the bat, we're seeing the Razor's Edge. And a little bit of a spoiler, the Razor's Edge is mentioned more than a few times. A lot of love for that move. Yeah, like enough to uh, be there at the end, you think? It's, uh, that was a really cool move, though. It was a very cool move. It, yeah. And I don't remember anybody else doing that before him. No. I, I, I mean, don't it could have happened, but I, I just... Well, I'm I assuming just someone did. I mean... Yeah. I mean, but then again, Scott Hall is a is a visionary, and who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe he came up with that one on his own. Yeah. But what do you think? What do you think makes a good finishing move? Uh, something that you can do on anybody. Yes. You know, like the Razor's Edge. You probably couldn't do it on a big. Obviously, you couldn't do it on Andre. You couldn't do it right. on. I guess you could do it on the Big Show. Um, but well, he's the same size as Andre, right? Yeah. Yeah, and isn't, now that I think of it, isn't uh, Damian Priest using the Razor's Edge now? Is he really? I think he is. So it's kind of cool to see the move brought back. And something like dominating too, like something you, you see and you know, you're like, he's never going to kick out of that. Yeah. You know? And that's, you know, it's funny you say that because I was going to bring this up as a uh, conversation point later. Let me get your opinion on this because my opinion is, if you hit somebody with your finishing move, and they kick out, that's not your finishing move. No, it shouldn't be a finishing move. Um, yeah, but nowadays, everyone's kicking out of everything. And I feel like that ruins the significance of a finishing move. What's the point of having to do your finishing move three times to finish somebody? Right, like, Lesnar shouldn't have to do the F5 four times to finish someone off. He should just have to do it once. Exactly. That's it. That's the finisher. Exactly. Or, I mean, if you want to really, you know... Have some excitement, just maybe once, but one time, you know. Okay. All right, he kicks out, or you know, you, you do it near the rope. He puts his foot on a rope. You know? Sure. It it kind of a manager. I mean, that's where a manager comes into play too. If <laughs> so, no. If you're a face and you you know say you're Cena and you perform the uh, the what is it the fu there. Yeah. The attitude adjustment. That that. That's <laughs> yes. So you do the attitude adjustment on someone. Have to be politically correct, right? <laughs> And you know you're next to the ropes, and the other guy's got a manager. He puts his foot on a rope. You know, yeah. that's the psychology, man. I think that's that's lacking a lot these days. Yes. And uh, I'd like to see it go back. I mean, not all the way back, but 
back enough to where, you know, like you said, you, you do your finisher, that's it. But then I guess you know that's the end, too, so. That's true. That's but, true. But how many times can you hit out? Yeah, no, and it's it's become the norm nowadays, and I feel like it's because of, say, Okada and Omega. Okada, and, I mean, Omega, right. Yeah, Okada, I mean, Omega, they, right. they really made that, uh, made that big. A lot big of New work. Japan stuff. It, yeah, a lot of New Japan stuff. Uh, yeah, Tanahashi and Okada, they, they were doing the same things as well. And it is great. Like, it, it is great to have that breathtaking moment where somebody hits their finisher and you really think that's the end, and then they kick out. But then when you see it five, six times in the same match, I mean, come on, guys. But is that all it takes to have a five, six-star match? Six-star match. I, well, I think that. that's what it takes nowadays. I right. think that's what people think is the standard, and I but just I don't agree with that. I right. don't agree with that at all. I don't either. Okay, whew, got me fired up right off the bat here. That's uh, something I'm very passionate about. Okay, who do we have next? Next is Shep from Shepland, with John Cena's attitude adjustment, the STF, the Tombstone, and the five-star frog splash. Ah, yes, Shep from Shepland. He has John Cena's attitude adjustment, like we just talked about. Any thoughts on the attitude adjustment? I know we just discussed it a little bit, but do you feel like that's uh, that's an iconic move that stands the test of time? Yeah, I mean, it's... um. It's because of who's performing it, I think. Okay. John Cena's huge superstar, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind the move. I don't think it's going to be up there in mind, but um, I'm sure it's on there more than once. And he could, but see, a guy like John Cena, he's so strong, he could get anybody up for that. Sure. You know what I mean? Didn't he do something where he got like two or three guys up at the he same got time? The- Big Show and Edge at the same time, I believe. I mean, that's crazy. At WrestleMania, yeah. So that's believable for him. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, something like, alright, so, so I don't know if it's on there or not on anybody's list, but the Styles Clash. Okay. You can't, it's a great move, it's, mm-hmm. it looks good, but could you do it on anybody? Probably not. No. But that would be a move, say, like, uh, that a bigger guy maybe should do. Like, if, if a bigger guy could perform that move onto, you know, smaller guys or even, you know, bigger guys as well. Like, say somebody like Cesaro, who's freaky strong and could get that on anybody. Yeah, be, I see you it. know um, that that might make it effective. Right. Uh, but uh, channeling back here to John Cena's attitude adjustment, the second move mentioned on Shep's list is the STF, which yes, John Cena has made famous. Masahiro Chono was doing it in New Japan in the early '90s, but the STF, it's uh, it's a pretty submission, don't you think? It's a good submission, but I mean, I don't have any submissions on my Mount Rushmore. I think. A finisher should be a finisher where you perform the move and then pin someone. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I don't. I don't love a submission where the guy's, you know, faking a tap out or you know just reeling the crowd in, make believe he's going, not making believe, but you know teasing the tap out. Sure. You know, it's that doesn't get me. And then after he's in the move for say three minutes, and he's you know he's selling it, selling it, and then he finally taps out. Yeah. That's three minutes of just being in one move, yeah. and you're just like, oh, it's like, so wait a minute, after it, it hurt you even more just now to tap right, out? Right, exactly. Like, shouldn't you just save yourself right from the beginning? Hey, you would think so. And while we're on that topic, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know your answer to this one, but you said you're not partial to submissions as finishers, so you're more inclined to, say, like a high-impact move or, say, a top-rope move? Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same way, I believe... You know, a, a move like you said should be able to be performed on anybody, and I believe it should be something quick, yeah. something real quick, just takes you out fast, like 
the Stunner or the RKO. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the RKO more than I like the Stunner. Okay. But I see what people are doing. I mean, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Know? So it's probably going to be there in the end. Um, and a cool move, but it wasn't like high impact. It wasn't wasn't anything special, you know. Hey, there's I mean? that motorcycle again. They always like to drive by when we're recording. Yeah. I yeah. already told you. Oh, there's his friend too. We can talk louder than you. Our <laughs> podcast is reaching more people than your engines. Are you sure? I, I, I hope so. <laughs> so Shep also mentioned the Tombstone Pile Driver, which that was also mentioned on Pat R's list. Uh, Tombstone Pile Driver, of course, made famous by the Undertaker. He finished many opponents with it. Before that, Billy Robinson was making that famous. The Dynamite Kid was making that famous. Jushin Thunder Liger. Can you think of anybody else that had a good tombstone? Kane, but it wasn't before <laughs> the Undertaker. No, um, I don't know. Are we are we incorporating <laughs> Owen the, Hart? Oh no, jeez. Are we incorporating the Tombstone with the regular pile driver, or is it like? No, I believe Tombstone is going to be a move of its own, right, and pile driver will be a move of its own. Okay, because all right, so the Tombstone and spoiler, the pile driver is on my list. Okay, along with the Garvin Stomp. But, I mean, I'm sure everyone's got the Garvin Stomp. The Garvin Stomp's on your list, huh? Hey, we'll have to wait. (laughs) Wait and see. No spoilers, huh? Um, But no, so, the pile driver is on my list, though. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, you should be able to get it on anybody. And I don't know that you can get a pile driver on anybody, so maybe I'm sounding off. But for somebody to mention the tombstone pile driver that the Undertaker has, I mean, he's been able to get that on almost everybody, except for the likes of, say, Mabel and Yokozuna. Right. Yeah, I get it. But I don't know. I just don't want to sign out. sound hypocritical here. But okay. That's okay. the only one, though. I mean, everything else you can pretty much perform on anybody, I think. Now, the last one that Shep mentioned was Rob Van Dam's five-star frog splash. Now, here's a situation where I feel, yes, Rob Van Dam had his own variation of it, but at the end of the day, I think it boils down to it's a frog splash. So I think a frog splash, in this case, is a frog splash. I agree. They're just... Um, put everybody's frog splash on one pool. Sure. I mean, I hope no one put Eddie Guerrero's frog splash and RVD's frog splash. Can you imagine if the they just fill up? List. Can you imagine if they just fill up their Mount Rushmore with say frog splashes? Yeah. <laughs> Five star frog splash, Eddie Guerrero frog splash, D'Lo Brown frog frog D-Lo splash. D'Lo Brown had a good frog splash. Didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just just for the hell of it, Tommy Dreamer's frog splash. Yikes. <laughs> What about, uh, well, Eddie Guerrero, we know, he, he took that frog splash from his late partner, Art Barr, who was uh, who made that famous before him. Art Barr. Art Barr. Are you, or are you not an Art Barr? Wasn't that a club in Providence? The Art Barr. <laughs> the the Art Barr. Bar. <laughs> it was. Hey, come to the Art Barr. It was. All right, Sarah, <laughs> who do we have next? Mikey from the Streets votes for The Stunner, Eddie Guerrero's Frog Splash, Goldberg's Jackhammer, and Macho Man Randy Savage's Flying Elbow Drop. Okay, Mikey from the streets here. And going back to the Frog Splash discussion, he has Eddie Guerrero's Frog Splash on his list. But, as we said, that's just going to count as a second vote for the Frog Splash. Did you put all those stats together already? Like, did you compile them and put, like, Frog Splashes together? uh, Oh, we're going to have to, like, sit here and... Low-key... And count? (laughs) Low-key, it... Don't worry, the numbers are all happy. Okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> uh, so Mikey also mentioned, of course, the Stone Cold Stunner. He mentions Goldberg's Jackhammer. Yeah. Well, you can't, I mean, 
He did get a lot of people up for that, though, huh? He did. He even got the big show up. He did. Or the giant at the time. The giant, yeah. But yeah, that was pretty impactful, I have to say. Um, and then Mikey mentions uh, a move that does wind up on my list. Macho Man Randy Savage's flying elbow drop. Uh, it was always beautiful. It was always a highlight of every pay-per-view and, hell, every time he did it. But it didn't look like it hurt anybody, like, real bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I always felt like the guy could get up from the elbows, the elbow okay. drop. But it was a cool move, and he got some height on it, and he looked good coming off. So you would know? you say, because one of one of my questions that I have lined up for you is, what do you think is the weakest finishing move? Double axe handle off the top rope. Double axe handle off the top rope? Now, would it matter if it was like a lumberjack coming off the top no, rope? Joe, I don't even, who was it? Like, whose move was that? Double was axe it? handle? Yeah. Well, I mean, Ted DiBiase did it. Randy Savage for a finisher? did it. For a finisher? For a finisher, no, no, no. That's no. what I mean. Oh, for a finisher? I don't I think, think anybody did I don't, it. Yeah, no, I don't think being, so. No, I'm, being a, I'm being a jerk. But <laughs> the weakest? Yeah, what do you think's the weakest finisher? Man, mandible claw. Mandible claw. And I know it's probably uh, going to be controversial. But it's a but, nerve hold. But can you just bite down and like bite his fingers? No, off? because you're paralyzed. You're paralyzed from him pressing down on your nerve. Yeah, but you can still move your mouth. Can't? I, I, I know paralyzed. You can't move anything. Want to find out? No. <laughs> <laughs> See, I you want to find out? Because I'll just bite you. I'll bite your fingers off. That's wee, what I'm saying. Wee, wee. <laughs> You can perform it and get down to the bottom of it right now. You know? But I mean, you gotta sign a waiver saying you're not gonna sue me yeah. if I bite your fingers off. I think I think we're gonna have to wait for Patreon for uh, for for that <laughs> moment to uh, pay for the potential legal bills. Uh, but weakest finisher, going back, uh, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is is one from the modern day. Sort of is that that John Cena spinning back fist there that he was doing. That he did like twice maybe in Japan or John Cena did it in Japan. I don't know. If How about Jericho spin an elbow? Yeah, but he really messed up uh, Hangman Page first time he did it. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, it broke it, his nose. So yeah, I mean, did he continue to do yeah. it? Yeah, he did. It's pretty weak though, no? It's, it's weak it's looking. Elbow. Yeah, but we, but yeah, but think about it. the first time he did it. He broke the guy's nose. That's kind of effective right off the bat. Yeah. But okay. So what if what if Cena like? Broke the guy's nose when he did the spinning fist. Would it be any better, any better to you now? All right, all right, you got me on that. One. I'm just saying, you got me on that one. All right, Sarah, who do we have next? Cashman and Plymouth submits the Tombstone, the Sharpshooter, the Razor's Edge, and the Stunner. All right, Cashman and Plymouth. He's bringing up some moves that we've already heard of: the Stunner, the Tombstone, the Razor's Edge, and here's uh, here's one for you, Brian. The sharpshooter. The scorpion deathlock. <laughs> so now we have two votes for the sharpshooter. The scorpion deathlock. <laughs> oh boy, I really want to see Bret Hart's move make did it the on the Mount Rushmore. Did the sharpshooter get more votes than the scorpion deathlock? From this point forward, the move is referred to as the sharpshooter. No one else. Nobody said else has scorpion deathlock. That saddens me. They said they said sharpshooter for. Every well, it doesn't class. matter because in the end, if it's there, yeah. Sting's the one that's going to go on Sting. and not Bret Hart. Sure, uh, it might be. Maybe somebody puts the great Kabuki sharpshooter. No, I doubt it. Yeah, Kabuki, baby. You know what's cool move was the Texas Cloverleaf. Texas Cloverleaf, yeah. That's kind of Dean cool. Malenko. I'm surprised somebody has anybody else done that for a finishing move. I don't think so. No, I could hmm. be wrong. I am. Somebody should do I'm that. I'm positive I am wrong, but yeah. You know, so very cool. Seamus did it. Oh, Seamus did. It. Oh, I can say a lot, of Pat. Pat, not Pat. 
I stand corrected. Pat just said Seamus uh, did it. Was it his finisher? No. That's why That's why we have the fact checker right here. That's right. Yeah. Stat boy. Stat boy. <laughs> I have to get him a hat that says stat boy on it. <laughs> and we'll get a hat that says... Stat man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Sarah, who's next? Our next list comes from Hunter LNR with Nature Boy Ric Flair's figure four, John Cena's AA, The Rock's People's Elbow, and The Spear. All right, Hunter LNR. He has another vote for the attitude adjustment. He has a vote for Nature Boy Ric Flair's figure four. What do you think of that one? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, it's it's Ric Flair, so... It's Ric Flair, but, I mean, come on. I know, but... He made that move very dramatic when... When people had to try to roll to, to reverse the and momentum. And that did nothing, by the way. Well, you know, back in the 80s, that's not what people were yeah, led to was, believe. But it was easy enough to try it. I've tried it many times on people. <laughs> and when you reversed it... it so anyway, so you don't walk around with a theme song in your head, but you'll just go up and apply a sharpshooter to somebody? Well, I was a kid. I mean, I was, what, eight years old? <laughs> I had cousins. You know what I mean? Like, we did, like, wrestle and stuff. Okay. Hey, speaking of weak finishing moves... Hunter mentions The Rock's People's Elbow. Weak. <laughs> I mean, weak, come on. Weak or electrifying. No, it wasn't electrifying. It was cool to see and watch, but... Yeah. I mean... That was that was a strange... That's how you're going to pin someone? Yeah. Did he beat Hogan with that? I believe he did. Are you sure? Yeah, uh, I'm like 99% sure he did. Yuck. Yeah. Oh, well, what are you going to do? And then, of course, the last move that Hunter lists is the spear. Nice. So, yeah, so, you know, a, a, a little... I like the spear. It looks imposing. It does. And that's a move you can perform to... On anybody. Right. And it could debilitate someone. And even you if you're I mean? somebody smaller and you're going up against a larger guy, even if you're not spearing them in the gut, spear them in, like, the knees or something like that. You could, Take them but down. Also, you could spear them in the gut and they just, like, you know, make it look like they hit a wall. Mm. The guy doesn't even move and, you know, he fall flat. Bumper like, juggernaut. Like, a guy like Roman Reigns, I'm not a Roman Reigns fan, but he, he's got a mean spear. Yeah. I like it. I was um, more partial to Edge's spear. Edge Goldberg's spear. Sure. You know what I mean? The guys that performed the spear were fitting to perform the spear. Right. You know? It was fitting of them. I don't know. I like it. Spoiler, it's on mine. <laughs> Man, we gotta start. We gotta stop giving these spoilers. People aren't gonna stick around. It's a big deal. They're <laughs> gonna forget what's on my list by the end of it anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, Sarah, who's next? Danny and Dartmouth votes for the Stunner, the DDT the RKO, and the five-star frog splash. Okay, so, the next person that we have here that submitted the list is Danny and Dartmouth, and I actually owe Danny an apology because Danny sent me a list for our topic last week, which was the Mount Rushmore theme music, and he sent it to me so early, surprisingly, he sent it to me before Pat R., which is so rare that it caused me to completely miss out on um, on his submission. So I just want to apologize to Danny for that, and as we speak right now, I'm trying to find his list again, which it seems like I have lost. <laughs> I think he wants to challenge you, Pat, for uh, first list in every week. I think that's what's going on here. I think you should give us your list tonight for the next show. Mm. <laughs> well, well, spoiler. What's funny is 
both Danny and Pat have given me their lists for the next two weeks. Uh oh. So, but Danny, all right. So Danny, last week for entrance music, he mentioned the Undertaker's Graveyard Symphony, Stone Cold's, you know, Glass Shatters. Uh, he he mentioned Mr. McMahon's No Chance in Hell, and he would have been the one person to vote for Triple H's The Game. Oh, so he um, would have been with us. He would have. Uh, thankfully, these votes wouldn't. They, they don't change the final result for that list. So that is a wonderful thing. Yeah. But Danny's list this week, he had the Stone Cold Stunner. He also had the Five Star Frog Splash. He also has. Oh no, this is the first vote for the RKO. Um, and yeah, I'd say R- RKO is probably to me the the most fun finisher maybe nowadays. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean that whole RKO out of nowhere thing certainly creates some. Uh, Unique, uh, unique moments in wrestling. Well, it's cool to see it come out of nowhere. It is. But are we gonna? All right. So, did anybody put uh, DDP's Diamond Cutter? Because same thing, right? Right. Nobody. I don't think anybody put it. Um, but I would put RKO slash Diamond Cutter. But didn't Diamond Dallas Pages come first? Did it? No. You know what? No, Johnny Ace. He did the Ace Crusher. Which is the RKO. So, you know what? Johnny Ace I'm sure didn't it was do terrible the when he did it. Yeah. Like, he, probably couldn't even <laughs> ma- he probably couldn't even make out what it really was, right? <laughs> it just looked like it was falling. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Danny's got the stunner, the RKO, five-star frog splash. And for the first time on this list, one of my favorite moves, the DDT. Yeah, DDT's cool. Um, I guess you can do it to anybody, right? I'd say so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, made famous by, by Jake the Jake- Snake. DDT Steamboat on the outside. That yeah, legitimately he knocked him out, out. Completely out. Had to pick him up dead weight. <clears throat> kind of like Matt Hardy. Oh jeez, what a <laughs> what a moment. But uh, can you think of anybody else that had a really really exceptional DDT? Um, well, I guess Moxley has a good DDT, right? Raven. It's yeah, Raven. It's uh, modified, right? Yep. Yeah, yes. Moxley has the double arm DDT. Yeah, like Cactus. I guess there's a lot of like. Different variations you can do with that. Sure, you can do like the, s- the snap DDT. Arn Anderson. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. Was that his finisher though? It was always a spine buster, wasn't it? Spine. Yeah, he usually did the spine buster. Yeah. What a great spine buster! Oh, the best. The best. <laughs> My idol. <laughs> okay, Sarah. Who do we have next? Mike the Wolverine's Mount Rushmore is composed of Vader's moonsault, the stunner, the tombstone, and Ric Flair's figure four. Mike the Wolverine. He gives us another vote for. The Stunner. We got another vote for the Tombstone. We've got another vote for Ric Flair's Figure Four, and he's breaking out Vader's Moonsault. Cool. Yeah, it was. It was Vader's one, Moonsault was cool. Yeah, for a, a four hundred plus pound guy to uh to backflip off the top Bam rope. Bam Bam's was cool. Bam Bam had a great Moonsault. Yeah. So in that case, I guess we'll just label this as Moonsault. Yeah, just Moonsault. Okay. But I mean, they looked good doing it because they were heavy. The smaller guys, I mean, eh. So would you say certain... You can't expect it from them, I guess, you know? Okay. Would you say certain finishers work better for one person and not another person? Yeah, definitely. Like I said, with the spear, you know? Yeah. So, like, okay, so you have Kevin Owens nowadays doing the Stone Cold Stunner, and nine times out of ten, somebody kicks out of it. Does that devalue the Stunner, or do you just look at it as, okay, well, Stone Cold Steve Austin was the most effective, or knew how to perform the move more effectively than, say, 
Kevin Owens or say anybody else. How, Mikey do, you, how do you perfect a move like that though? I mean, it's pretty straightforward. You kick the you guy in think. the gut, you put his chin on your shoulder, yep. and you sit down. Yeah, but then you but but think about it. Stone Cold did it. Nobody would kick out. Kevin Owens does it. Everybody kicks. Because out. everybody kicks out of everything anyway these days. <laughs> you know why? That's your Millennium Wrestling these days, Ian. I... That's your AEW. That's your New Japan. That's your Ring of Honor. And now, guess what? WWE has to follow suit to keep up. Oh, right? I know. I Mike. mean, everyone's having five-star matches because they're kicking out of everything. And here we are, you know, we're dogging on WWE because we say the product's boring. And then they give us the kick out out of finishes, and we're sitting here bitching about it still. Yep. We'll never be happy. But that's what's great about being a wrestling fan. <laughs> All right, Sarah, who do we have next? Pickle. <laughs> the next list is from Jeffy from The Riv with The Sunner, the five-star frog splash, the tombstone, and the figure four. All right, Jeffy from the Riv. We've got four moves that we've already heard mentioned here. We've got the stunner. We've got the five-star frog splash. We have the tombstone, and we have the figure four. Are you surprised by any of these so far, Brian? I'm surprised Jeffy picked the figure four. I thought he would go with something a little bit more uh, high impact. Yeah. Maybe like an RKO type of deal. I have expected him to put a sharpshooter. Really? He's that big of a Bret Hart fan? Or you think he just wanted to mess with me? Yeah, I feel like nice. anybody that knows you should have messed with you no, and put the sharpshooter. We should is, have like 17 is, votes for the sharpshooter. This is serious business, Ian. <laughs> no one should waste their vote on a Bret Hart thing just to make me mad. Okay. Okay, so... No Bret Hart anything. <laughs> so you heard that, everybody. Next time that there's the potential for Bret Hart to be voted on to a Mount Rushmore, you know what to do. Yeah. Sarah, who's next? Steve from Connecticut, Rhode Island brings us The Perfect Plex, The Million Dollar Dream, The Stone Cold Stunner, and The Root Awakening. Steve from Connecticut, Rhode Island. He gives us another vote for The Stone Cold Stunner. But now we have three moves here. First time mentions for The Root Awakening, The Perfect Plex, and The Million Dollar Dream. Big moves right there from famous heels of the late 80s that weren't able to dethrone the Hulkster. But excellent moves, wouldn't you say? Perfect Plex is cool. Um, probably one of my favorite uh, finishing move slash pin combination. I don't think there were many of those, right? No, not many. Not Sasha many. Banks has that uh, that thing with a bank statement where she like backstabs someone into some sort of submission hold, yeah. which is cool. It's it's different because that's that's more than one move. You know, it requires one move to do the other move, so right. is the whole move the bank statement, or... I is guess. It, you know, it's that's very confusing. But, like, the perfect plex, it was only one move to perform a cover, also. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those were always cool to me. And, like, think of how hard it is to kick out of that. Maybe not really. Yeah. I don't know. Because you, your fingers are interlocked, right? Mm-hmm. And you got the guys, like, hooked. True. Hooked. And if we're going by the criteria that we said before, I distinctly remember Kurt Hennig hitting the Henning Plex on the Giant on Nitro. Really? So if he's able to do that to the Giant, he must be able to do that to anybody. Yeah, I would say so. Cool. Yeah, you know, if I had known that, maybe we were in line. But and how about the Rude Awakening? I'd say that's another move that could potentially be performed on... It could, yeah. You know, a lot of people. Shake, rattle, and roll could be uh, performed on anybody too, right? <laughs> well, yeah, when you put it that way. <laughs> okay, Sarah, who's next? Nikki Homicide votes for the Doomsday Device, the Sharpshooter, the Stunner, and the Oscar Lock. Nikki Homicide, Nikki Homicide, giving us another vote for the Stunner. 
Another vote for the sharpshooter. Scorpion Deathlock. <laughs> then she has the Doomsday Device, made famous by the Road Warriors. Uh, that might be my favorite tag team finisher. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it's valid. I know I had a, a big problem with tag teams on the Mount Rushmore VCW a while yeah. back. But, I mean, tag it's still a finisher, right? Sure, are we, of course. Are we ever going to do like a tag team finisher podcast? Probably not, I don't think. I, mean, I don't think there no, was high on the list, but we could when we're no, but running saying, thin I on ideas. I don't think there was enough um, tag team finishes out there yeah. to go on a list. So, yeah, why not? Just let it on this list. No, I guess, yeah, that was a cool finisher. What do you think was more effective, the Doomsday Device or the Dudley Death Crow? Um, Doomsday Device, just yeah. because the guy was so high up on the shoulders. Okay. And animal coming off of that clothesline. And he looked like he stiffed the hell out of the person. Every time. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna take your head off. <laughs> well. <laughs> and then the last move that Nikki mentions is the Oscar Lock. Yeah. Is the know. Oscar Lock pretty much the Taz mission? Yeah, I guess. Katahachime. <laughs> but no, I... I yeah, think it'd be funny if Oscar no. started calling everybody brother. That'd be great. That's the only word she can like actually say. <laughs> like, clearly. You know what I mean? It'd be pretty funny, at the very least. <laughs> if you could have any finishing move, what would it be? Me. You. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> you always put me on a spot like this, man. Well, that's what makes it so great. I, like, I, I want your natural reaction to these things. Any finishing move. So, any finishing move. Yeah, but... <laughs> if you're running out there, if your music hits, or whether music is playing in your head and you're walking in somewhere, and you have to hit your finishing move on somebody, what's going to be your finishing move? Probably just a bulldog. Luthas Prayas? Just a bulldog. A bulldog. <laughs> yeah. going to run up behind somebody, catch run them up behind off guard? Someone. Yeah, I mean, like, come off the second rope with a bulldog, yeah. and that's it. Call it a day. Bulldog. Although it's not on my finishing list. <laughs> what about a bionic elbow? You just start oh, rolling no. your hands around and then you grab yourself and then just elbow Jeez. somebody in the face? No. It's I, a heck of a distraction right before you hit him in the head. It's definitely a distraction. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think I'd, I'd kind of want to be... You know, I'd probably do the flying elbow drop. The Macho I, Man one? I think I would because I, I'd want to, you know, come out of nowhere and, you know, just catch somebody off guard. not really coming out of nowhere though, right? Well, not if they don't see me climbing onto something. You, be, you can't get a, a, a fine elbow drop when he's standing up. So like you said, if you're running into the ring, you're going to perform your finish. I'm going to be sneaky as a cat, bro. It's not going to like, know I'm there. out first and then climb the ropes. Yeah. Oh, okay, the move The move that I would do is um, a drop toe hold. That would of be my move. would. A drop toe hold. No, not a spinning toe hold. Oh, a sorry. drop toe hold. Yep. Like Raven, you know? What do you think would... Now, we talked about the weakest finishers. What do you think is the most devastating finisher? Uh, I'm going to spoil it. Okay. I'm going to spoil it? Sure. You already have two of my Mount Rushmore. Okay. Um, Yokozuna's Bonsai Drop. Oh, okay. That's not what I expected you well, to say. Well, think yeah. about it, though, right? You yeah. Guys, 560, mm. maybe closer to 600. Sure. Towards the end, he was even bigger. And how about, like, remember that time he, he was wrestling some jobber? I don't know his name. And he slipped yep. off his heels. Oh, you know? and you just see him just fall yeah. on the guy, yeah. And that's what you think of the move all the time. Like that's how it should be performed to like yeah. make it look really good. I mean, you don't want to kill anybody, right? But <laughs> the thing is, like when that happened, you're like, oh my god, yeah, like, he's yeah, all done. He, he just splats on somebody. Yeah. How about the uh, the vertebraker? Do you remember that one? What is that? Shane Helms did it, and uh, later on Homicide did it. Called it the cop killer. No. No. 
Oh, wow. Okay. It's, it's a very hard move to describe. It's kind of like, you know, he hooks your arms and lifts you up upside down and then just sits down and, like, you kind of land yeah, on know, your I shoulder exactly. blades. I know exactly what you're talking That's about. That's pretty now. devastating. And, of course, the pile driver is, uh, it's banned for a reason, except well, yeah, the you're pile, the undertaker. That's the thing. The pile driver, man, you know, the guy's falling on his head. If you sit out. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you kneel with it, which I guess is the appropriate way to do it to, uh, you know, stay safe. Sure. But... Yeah, if you sit out and you can perfect it that way, where the guy doesn't hit his head and jam his neck, then yeah, I mean, it's pretty devastating, right? Yeah, there's a... You you certainly have to take good care of your opponent's brain when you're in the ring. Uh, Sarah, who do we have next? The next list is from JC from EP, with The Stunner, Sweet Chin Music, The RKO, and The Last Ride. Okay, JC from EP... We have a vote for the Stunner. We have a vote for the RKO. We have a vote for the Last Ride. I guess we can just call that a power bomb. Power bomb, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then a move that I believe, or at least I thought, we were going to see more of. And actually, you know what? I think we do see more of it for the rest of the list. Is uh, Sweet Chin Music slash the Super Kick. Yeah, cool. Uh, that can be performed on anybody, right? It can be, and it seems like everybody nowadays is doing a super kick. Yeah. Super kick party. Super kick party, jeez. Your boys, your boys down in your uh, AEW. <laughs> the Young Bucks have certainly turned the super kick into a cliche, I guess. A party. A p- <laughs> well, yeah, they have certainly turned it into a party. But no, Yeah, well, Shawn Michaels is old school. Good move. Yeah, good enough, good can... enough move. And I that's... liked it, and it kept, you know, it's not like... Every time he went for it, you're like, oh, here we go again. Well, I liked it better when he just kicked the guy, and he didn't, you know, stomp his foot and yes. tune up the band, because then the guy knows it's coming. Exactly. You want you want to be able to catch that guy off guard with, you know, your big move, your finishing move. And uh, the super kick's a great one, but less people. You, you know, I, I don't want to see a super kick on every show. No. I don't want to see a super kick every match. Right. But the super kick, when, when Michaels did the super kick, it was cool because it was a move that a guy could duck out of the way for yes. and set something else up. You know what I mean? That's true. And then, like, you know, maybe catch him, turn him around, then Michaels, when he turns around, hits him with it anyway. You know what I mean? Sure. One of those deals. So it was a move that you could, like, turn into something else and transition to to it again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Moving on. <laughs> All right, Sarah, who do we have next? Next up is Bobby on the Beat with the Stunner, the Sharpshooter, the Tombstone, and Jake the Snake's DDT. Bobby on the Beat. He's got to vote for the Stunner. He's got to vote for the Tombstone. He's got to vote for the DDT. And we have another vote for the Sharpshooter. Scorpion Deathlock. <laughs> uh, wh- and Bobby, you- I'm disappointed in you. You should know better than to call the Sharpshooter. <laughs> he knows He knows it's a Scorpion Deathlock. He knows it's Sting's move. So, um, right. and I don't know. Aside from the sharpshooter, maybe he nailed it again. This this kid always like, he's always got like three out of four. Or he is. Four he's he's four. the Mount Rushmore Savant. I think it's going to be the Stunner, Tombstone, uh, either either the Scorpion Deathlock or the Figure Four maybe. Yeah. What was the other one he had in there? Stunner, Sharpshooter, Tombstone, DDT. DDT. Yeah, I mean, is DDT on there? DDT's got to be up there, I guess, right? I think you're going to be surprised at the yeah. end. Good. You're gonna I, be surprised. I'm happy with that because you know DDT is a good move, but I I, I I think the DDT did not get enough love on this list. I'm gonna say that. Okay. Um, okay, Sarah, who do we have next? Simon from the Naked High submits the Stunner, the Tombstone, 
the razor's edge, and the sharpshooter. Simon from the Naked High. He's going to vote for the stunner. A vote for the tombstone. Another vote for the razor's edge. And another vote for the sharpshooter. Simon in Canada. He's voting for the sharpshooter. Oh, I'm shocked. He's okay. <laughs> of course. So he's going to, you know, he's going to hate it that I'm caught in the Scorpion Deathlock, probably. Unless he's maybe sometimes a smart dude. And, you know, he doesn't like Bret Hart. One of those few Canadians who, uh, who will agree with me. You know, when we're saying the sharpshooter, we could technically be referring to Owen Hart's sharpshooter. And if that makes you feel better, if it makes it onto the Mount Rushmore, we can always say just the Owen Hart sharpshooter. We all know it's it's not being referred to as the Owen Hart sharpshooter. I know it. You know it. Everyone knows it. Owen's sick of living in the shadow. <laughs> what do we have I'm next? Sick of everybody turning a blind eye to the Scorpion Deathlock. <laughs> He's gonna kick your leg out of your leg. Sarah, what do we have next? TTD Wrestling brings us more votes for The Stunner, The Tombstone, Sweet Chin Music, and The RKO. TTD Wrestling, the great graphic designer. We have votes for The Stone Cold Stunner, The Tombstone, Sweet Chin Music, and The RKO. That looks like a pretty good list right there. Is it safe to say that Tombstone and The Stone Cold Stunner are on everybody's list going forward? Yeah, and (laughs) you know what's funny is... Stone Cold Steve Austin has wound up on every Mount Rushmore so far. I think Undertaker has made it on all but one. Except ECWs. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Of but course. anything like, you know, overall or WWE related. Yeah, so, like, the, the theme songs. We both got a lot of love for Austin and Taker. But it goes back to what I said a few, I don't know, maybe two or three podcasts ago. It goes, it's just, it's the person, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am surprised the leg drop's not on there, though. We yeah, haven't I'm gotten sure a vote for the sure leg drop yet. yet, but yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, stay because, tuned. but that's going to be that's gonna be one of those because it's it's because of who it is. It's holy, sure. you know what I mean? It's not a good move. <laughs> Just like this, this stunner, I don't think it's a great move. Really? I, See, I love the stunner. I love it. I think it's great. You I, love it because the crowd went nuts for it and because of who it was performing the move. Yeah. Austin, Maybe. you know, Austin could have done a, uh, I don't know, I don't know, a drop toe hole, and everyone would go nuts for it, Austin's, because it was Stone Cold Austin's Steve Austin's locking the crossface chicken wing on everybody for like 10 seconds, yeah, and letting go, and they putting go on somebody because, else. Because he's opened up a can of whoop-ass on everyone, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's, he's kicking the boss in the gut, and, you know, doing everything else. Oh, hell yeah! Alright, Sarah, who do we have next? The next list is from Package Pile Driver Tees with the Stunner, unsurprisingly, the Package Pile Driver, the Burning Hammer, and the Jackknife Powerbomb. Package Pile Driver Tees, giving us another vote for the Stone Cold Stunner. No surprise here, the Package Pile Driver, Kenta Kobashi's Burning Hammer, and the Jackknife Powerbomb. What do you think of those inclusions here on the list? I'm surprised the Powerbomb isn't on there more. Yeah, that's a devastating move. It is. Whether it's Nash, Sid, whoever. Vader did it for a while. Vader, yeah. Undertaker's, Undertaker's was cool, like the last ride. The last ride, yeah. It was cool because he picked the guy up more and then came down with him. So. And uh, what what do you think about, say, the package pile driver? I mean, Kevin Owens, or actually, Kevin Steen on the Independence making that famous. Um, No love for the package pile driver? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> burning Hammer. Have you seen the Burning Hammer? Kabashi. No. It's like a. It's like an upside down AA. So it's like a Death Valley driver. 
kind of, but the opponent oh, he's is facing, facing up. up. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. He's cool. definitely dropped more than a few people on their head so doing this. He's pretty much doing a uh, Lex Luger move, yeah. A torture rack, torture but then rack dropping him on. The, into the drop. Yeah. Can you imagine if you had the guy up in that move, but you threw him up and you kind of did a go to sleep, but it was to the back of their head? That'd be cool. That would be cool. Although the guy wouldn't know it was coming. So. Nobody <laughs> would know that was coming, yeah. Never know that he's going to hit you in the head. It's a nice We, uh. We well, meant- trying to hurt people. <laughs> Well, maybe they'll break it out in UFC. Um, we, we briefly touched upon this earlier, but what do you think of wrestlers doing their opponent's finisher to them? I like it. Yeah? Yeah, I especially like it when you play video games. Yeah. You can, <laughs> you you can steal, steal your opponent's, opponent's finisher. Those just, are always cool. When I, when I think about that, the first match that comes to mind is the uh, Stone Cold and The Rock at WrestleMania 19 yeah. when they were each doing one another's moves. And I think the beauty of that should be that, say, if Rock does the stunner to Austin, Austin has to kick out. He can't go down to his own finisher. Yeah, but isn't that the same thing as you said before when someone else does your move? Like, Somewhat, but if Austin's the guy that does it the best. I know. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It's, uh, I feel like I feel like a lot of these, like, a lot of these podcasts are doing are going to contradict. We're going to contradict our own theories. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll we're get gonna look called like hypocrites. Yep. And I already am going to look like a hypocrite <laughs> with a pile driver, <laughs> but it's fine. Hey, it's all right. We're we're living in the moment. We're yeah. having a good time. We're we're reading all these lists. Everything is fun. Read the next one. Sarah, who's next? So, oh, let me guess. Hold on. Let me yes. guess. Stone Cold, uh, the, the the stunner, the tombstone. You think so? Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Who, sorry. Do, who do we have next, Sarah? It's okay, Brian. I don't write the list. I just read them. Next up is Jesse Hernandez of Urban Aztec with the Five Star Frog Splash, and yes, sorry, the Stunner, the Dudley Boys 3D, and the Swanton Bomb. Okay, Jesse Hernandez from Urban Aztec. you got to get out the foot action and support his line of WWE shirts. Also, you can find his work in Hot Topic now, as Masked Republic has their shirts available. Nationwide. Uh, but yeah, he votes for the stunner. Uh, we have another vote for RVD's five-star frog splash. Then we have a vote for the Dudley's 3D. Okay. Very effective move in ECW. Taking out the Sandman and Beulah and has won them many tag team championships. It was cool. That was a cool move because they could do it on the tables and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you could do it anywhere. Uh, on the announce tables, outside. It could come out of nowhere. It's... RKO, except with someone holding the other guy yep. up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. I never looked at it like that. Yeah. You know what's a cool tag team move? What's that? Total Elimination. Total Elimination. How did nobody mention that? That was a cool that tag team move. That was a really right? cool move. Liked it. I don't think anybody else no. did that after I think them. someone did, like, um, they would sweep the leg and the other guy would come off with a clothesline. Okay. I'm not sure who that was, though, I did that. All right. Well, that's interesting. So the last move on Jesse Hernandez's list, the Swanton Bomb. Yeah, all right, cool. Made famous by Jeff Hardy, and he's been able to hit that move off of higher and higher things. It's a cool visual move. Sure. You know what I mean? And you can do it on anybody. Yep, you just gotta get them get down so you right. can perform the move on them. Okay, Sarah, what's next? We have the list from The Great Haru with Stan Hansen's Western Lariat, Mil Mascaris's Diving Body Attack, 
Shawn Michaels' Sweet Chin Music, and Masato Tanaka's Sliding D. Okay, we have the great Haru providing us with another list here. He gives us another vote for Shawn Michaels' Sweet Chin Music. Then we have Stan Hansen's Western Lariat. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, I was, I was happy to see that. I mean, that's uh, that's another move, say... Uh, it looked believable. It really did. He was <laughs> swinging for the fences. It looked like when he did that, it's like, I don't want to take that. No you way. Know? No, and I mean, we've seen other people do the Lariat. We've seen Bradshaw do it. Bradshaw had a great one, too. He man. had a great one, too. from hell was nice. Yep, and... Um, violent. Very violent. That's what you want to see, though, in a finisher, Barbaric. right? Isn't Man, as a family. Isn't that what you want to see in a finisher, though? Yeah, it is. You want to see it, like, look brutal. And yep. It's like, yeah, I'm all set, you know? I don't want to be a wrestler. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's kind of like, well, how about when Hulk Hogan did the lariat, the uh, the Axe Bomber? Huh? Axie Boomba. What, in Japan? In Japan. Of course. Hulk Hogan has the best matches in Japan. Hulk Hogan is a different animal <laughs> in Japan, that is for sure. He had uh, many high spots in Japan. <laughs> you gotta... It, that match he had with Stan Hansen, he broke... He, Broke out his version of the Lariat. Then, of course, the match with Muda, the Inzagiri. Yep. But, um, but alright, so the Great Haru has a vote for Mil Mascaris's Diving Body Attack, which is basically just a high cross body off the top rope. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't love it. I mean, yeah. Well, uh, Haru, you can tell Haru's a very traditional wrestling fan. Haru has. has Seen his fair share of wrestling over the decades, that's for sure. And the last move that he mentions, Masato Tanaka's sliding D. What's that? I believe, is that the diamond? I think it's the diamond dust that he was doing in... What's the diamond yeah, the, the dust? Corner, isn't that the corner? The, the corner move, he's kind of got him in like the re, the reverse DDT and then he oh, spins off that, the... Is that what it's called? I don't know. I, I If that's what it is, I that's, thought it was the diamond cool dust, move. but... Hey, that's you know that's great. A vote for Masato Tanaka. That's I I didn't think we were going to hear a mention of Masato Tanaka. Well, that's the movie you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a pretty devastating move. But could you got could you get it on anybody? No, no, no. Oh well. Oh whatever. See, because I I have a pile driver. You can't get that on anybody. <laughs> that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Contradiction I, mania continues. It is, man. I'm just throwing it out the window. My logic sucks. I'm sorry. Sarah, who's next? Death by Lariat brings us The Burning Hammer and some new submissions, Minoru Suzuki's Gotch-style Pile Driver, Megumi Kudo's Kudo Driver, and Mike Awesome's Awesome Bomb. Okay, Death by Lariat, giving us another vote for Kenta Kobashi's Burning Hammer. You know, I I gotta say I, did, I didn't expect The Burning Hammer to, uh, to get two votes here, but if you are a fan of Japanese wrestling, especially that 90s All Japan... It's not over yet. There may be more. Yeah, that's that's true. We might have more. But yes, Kenta Kobashi's Burning Hammer. We have a vote for Minoru Suzuki's Gotch-style pile driver. We have a vote... Oh, I think you're going to like this one. Mike Awesome's Awesome Bomb. Yes. Beautiful and uh, devastating at the same time, especially when he's throwing you over the top ropes and through a table. Yeah, man. Awesome Bomb is cool. And he was able to get that move on a lot of people. Are we just going to put that in the category of Power Bomb? We should put that in the category with Power Bomb. Let me make sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we did put that in the category of Power Bomb. And uh, the last move mentioned, Megumi Kudo is Kudo Driver. I'm uh, glad you know these moves. <laughs> you don't know Megumi Kudo? I have She no was uh, the FMW legend. M- Megumi Kudo? Megumi Kudo. Yes. No, man. She will. I, I'm telling you it's now. It's a woman. This is a woman. Yes, oh. this is a woman. 
but before, before, I'd say pre-Hayabusa FMW, the death matches in FMW, like the main events, were women. They had, they had the women headlining in the barbed wire matches, the explosion matches, really? and the star of that division was Magumi Kudo. When we have a Mount Rushmore of women's wrestlers, I think she's going to do very well on that list. That, I don't think I, so. I think she is. I, I think she is. I don't think we have enough fans who are familiar with it. I mean, maybe five of sure. the people... But that might be all it takes. You think? It, we'll see yes. when we get to I mean, women, the women. But, yeah, but we got to talk about women wrestlers or women in just in general like women's wrestlers ballet. we're gonna do women's wrestlers. wrestlers so like miss elizabeth will be disqualified well, no yeah she will not be and okay. if somebody puts them on their list then shame on them well you just gotta make it clear <laughs> like sunny she couldn't be on there no but she'd probably be in like the on the managers or the divas managers we could do a divas list right. i know just mikey from the streets general, right? mikey from the streets is dying for us to do a list on he is divas yeah. Well, maybe we'll get to it, Mike. Maybe we'll get to it. Well, I, I think we are going to get to it. Yeah, it's on It's on the list. Sarah, who do we have next? The Blue Lou chose his four as the Tombstone, the Stunner, the Rock Bottom, and the RKO. The Blue Lou. A vote for the Stunner. A vote for the Tombstone. A vote for the RKO. And how about a vote for the Rock Bottom? Yeah, Rock Bottom is cool. The Uranagi. Uh, a lot better than people's elbow. Yeah, definitely. You know I mean? If Rock was going to win a championship, he should definitely finish off his opponent with a rock bottom as opposed to the weak, weak. The Rock had a lot of good moves, man. Like, yeah, the people's elbow, which was, I mean, just eh, at best. Yeah. He had the rock bottom. Cool. Samoa, Samoan drop was great, I thought. Yeah, but he had a decent spine buster. Spine, I was going to say, I was yeah. next. Yeah, great spine buster. So he, he could pull out a lot. And his punches were cool, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he had yeah, great they were punches. believable. He yeah, had that snap to him, man. The Rock was a great worker. He was, he was a good wrestler. Man. I think the problem with The Rock, or at least for me, was there was always somebody just a little bit better. I, I think, in my opinion. Like Austin. Austin. I was more so, of an Austin guy than a Rock right. guy. I and then when Rock was were. climbing up in the ranks, I was more of a Triple H guy than really, a Rock see, guy. Really? I was more of a Rock guy than Really, yeah. Now, of all, of all like, the... the the top guys that they had um, when I was growing up, I that was one top guy I really didn't connect with. I really yeah. didn't connect with The Rock. See, I liked Kurt Angle. He was like, uh, yeah. he was my guy. You know Kurt Angle was awesome. Yeah. No Who's angle slam funny? on here, though. No angle slam, surprise. No angle slam, no ankle lock. Ken Shamrock's ankle lock. <laughs> He's going to snap. Get out of my way! What <laughs> <laughs> a snap! Um, did you know that in Japan, a lot of times they'll name, like, a move... Um, after like the year it was invented, so say somebody will have the Tiger Driver ninety one. I've heard or, that. Yeah, can you imagine if like they had that like in America, like the Figure Four eighty four, or be, yeah. the Flying Elbow eighty eight? I mean, they, they, some they, some things could. They would have to do like a slight variation though. Like it couldn't just be some, like some moves would flow though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Figure Four eighty four. Figure Four eighty four. You know, <laughs> choose your Figure Four eighty four. But yeah, getting back to the Rock, he um. You're right. There was always like someone that was just a little bit better, I guess. But, I don't know. Well, okay. go ahead. Okay, Sarah, who do we have next? Steve from Rhode Island with the Stunner, Sweet Chin Music, the Razor's Edge, and the Bank Statement. Steve from Rhode Island, another vote for the Stunner. Look at that. 
shocked. <laughs> Can we just omit it? Like, let's just go, you know, people's top threes because from here on out, the sun is going to be there every single time. Um, I guess I'm just in the minority. I mean, hmm. I don't know. I think you are in the minority because the stunner is, according to the people, dude. The, there's so many like, dude. No, but I mean, come on. There's Brother. a lot better moves out there than the stunner. Yeah. How about sweet chin music and the razor's edge? Because those were two moves that Steve also mentioned, and he mentions. You see, we had okay. We already had a female move on the list. We had the Oscar lock, but now we have the bank statement. I like the bank statement. Yeah, we have the bank statement. We were talking here. about that earlier. Didn't yeah. You? And I, cool I think that the, that's a good representation of, um, of you know, women's moves, so, you know, the women's division. Oh, that's right, we did have a vote for Megumi Kudo as well. But, um, no, that, that kind of says a lot about, uh, about who, uh, who made it onto this list. So, yeah, so we are seeing a lot of moves. And I guess... Over the, and with, over and over. Right, but, but with the hey, bank statement, like I was saying earlier... I'm not a big fan of submission holds, but that's a cool move. I, I think yeah. I mentioned it earlier. We'll just, you know, the, the knees to the back and then roll into the, the submission. So that's cool. Yeah, it was nice to see that on there. Sarah, do you have any more surprises for us? First time submission from Jordan in Tennessee with the Sweet Chin Music, the Tombstone, the Stunner, and Hulk Hogan's Leg Drop. Okay, we have a submission from Jordan in Tennessee. He's going to vote for the Stunner, the Tombstone, Sweet Chin Music, and... The first vote for the Hulk Hogan leg drop. Oh, there it is. Yep, there it is. The Hulk <laughs> the Hogan leg, leg drop, drop right of there. Doom, brother. Yep. <clears throat> so, hey, you were right. It did make it onto the list. I had a feeling, man. It's just because... Of, but that goes back to the stunner. I was like, is it? Is it a great move? I don't know. Well. I don't think so. Sarah, who do we have next? And please tell me that there isn't a stunner on there. Next is Daz Sedge Customs. And, well, yes, the stunner. The tombstone, the choke slam, and the pedigree. Nope, there is a stunner on there. I'm we have a stunner. St- I'm stunned. We have a tombstone. We have the choke slam. Yeah. We haven't seen that one yet. The choke slam. So done right. It's yep, a, yeah. Yeah. You know, Big Show cool. did it. Kane did it. Undertaker. It's um, a two-man move. You know, like the guy you're giving it to has got to work with you. They you do. Got to post up on your shoulder, and when you know when you go up, and. A guy like um, Big Show doing it, mm-hmm. you get some height on that. Sure. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it does look imposing. It's a, a good move for, you know, a guy at his size, Undertaker Kane. Uh, Sid sure. did it right. Great people to take choke slams. Shawn Michaels. Rey Mysterio. AJ Styles. Yeah, man. Like Bad people to take choke slams. Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um but yes, Daz Sedge Customs. I can't get up that high, dude. <laughs> Daz Sedge Customs, of course, the curator of the excellent Hasbro 2-Up Customs. The last move that he mentions is the Pedigree. Pedigree was cool. Yeah. Although, uh, don't tell that to the Ultimate Warrior because... <laughs> oh, kicked right out of it. <laughs> How bad is that, huh? Like, tell yeah. about, like, just taking someone's move and shoving it up their ass. Yep. <laughs> The moon and the stars did not align for Triple H at oh. WrestleMania. Well, yeah, well, Pedigree was a cool move. Sarah, who's next? Next up is on the mark shirts with Stan Hansen's Lariat, Harley Race's Diving Headbutt, Barry Windham's Superplex with Float Over, and Mean Mark Callis's Heart Punch. On the mark shirts. I wore one of their shirts last week, the Harley Race one. 
But On The Mark Shirts gives us another vote for Stan Hansen's Lariat. That's pretty cool. We have a vote for Harley Race's Diving Headbutt. Meh. Yeah, okay. How about Barry Windham's Superplex with the float over? Cool. Yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah, some love for Barry Windham. I like that. And then, it's not The Undertaker, but it is Mean Mark Callis. The Heart Punch. No. No? We're the Heart that. Punch? The Heart Punch, yeah. Who, who, Brian Adams did that in WCW, right? Yeah, I, I think Ox Baker did that back in the no, day as the well. Heart Punch is terrible. Maybe Blackjack Mulligan as well. I'm yeah. so, like, I don't want to dog on anybody's list like that, but The Heart Punch, come on. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh... We got the heart punch on our list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, but we, we, like you said, we don't want to dog on anybody's list. But hey, the thing that I love about that is variety. It gives us something to... Well, oh, it's definitely variety. Yeah, it gives us something to talk about. And in this case, poo-poo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hope, you know, no one's got the Garvin stomp on theirs because I look like a real jerk making fun of it earlier. <laughs> Wait, I thought that really was on your on your Mount Rushmore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> What do we have next? Andy from Tiverton with Sweet Chin Music, The Sharpshooter, The Jackhammer, and Chris Jericho's Walls of Jericho. Angie from Tiverton gives us another vote for Shawn Michaels' Sweet Chin Music. Another vote for Goldberg's Jackhammer. Another vote for Bret Hart's Sharpshooter. Scorpion Deathlock. And a vote for Chris Jericho's Walls of Jericho. The walls were cool. I like the lion tamer. I was just going to say, I like the lion tamer <laughs> yeah, more. Man. You know, the knee into the back, which he, right. he, he does that sometimes still. But, um... Eskim! <laughs> yes. Eskim! Yeah, no, I, I was happy to see the walls of Jericho make it on here. And, uh... Sarah, can you read the list of Angie's better half? Johnny D's list is the stunner, the tombstone, sweet chin music, and the choke slam. Okay, Johnny D... Gives us a vote for the stunner, a vote for the tombstone, a vote for sweet chin music, and another vote for the choke slam. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of getting to be a broken record right now, right? Sure. Stunner, well, here's tombstone. what I can tell you: stunner, tombstone are on there. Oh yeah, they're definitely right. on here. And wait till you hear the number of people that voted for the stunner. It's it's actually astounding. How many lists? Twenty-seven. I yeah, twenty-seven this week. Twenty-six. No, a little bit less, but, you know. Really? Yeah, and what's great is we only have two lists left, and the stunner does not appear on either one. So, and actually, no, the tombstone doesn't appear on either one either, so it's a good thing that we saved these for the end. Good. I'm happy. Okay, Sarah, read the second to last list here. That list is brought to us by Adam in Jacksonville, with the People's Elbow, the Last Ride Slash Powerbomb, the Pedigree, and the Styles Clash. So Adam in Jacksonville giving us another vote for the pedigree, another vote for the last ride slash power bomb, another vote for the people's elbow, people's elbow with more than oh, one yeah, vote. I don't know. And here's one that I'm surprised we mentioned it earlier. Surprised we didn't hear about it more. The Styles Clash. Yeah, and it, like I said, it's a really cool move, and it would definitely be on my list. But I don't know. I just. Ugh. Are you surprised by any finishers that didn't make the list? I mean, we only have one list left, but, I mean, is there anything that you haven't heard yet that you really thought you were going to hear? Not that I thought I was going to hear it. One of mine that I, I just personally like was the um, the Spike pile driver that Brain Busters used to oh, do. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. You know what I mean? Yeah. WWE, WWF. Um, I like that a lot. Um, other than that, I mean, 
that's just like my number five, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was very surprised we didn't get a vote for Ahmed Johnson's Pearl River Plunge. Then we hooked the guy. <laughs> 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 Hook you him go dumb. Didn't we hook him and then like bring him up for a power bomb? Power bomb. Yeah. It looked good though. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna dog on it because it did look good. Yeah. It looked really doing it. Tiger, tiger suplex. Scott Steiner used to do that move a lot. What's that? The Pearl River Plunge oh. there. You mentioned Frankensteiner to me earlier. Off air. Yeah, the Frankensteiner. That would have been cool to put on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I don't know if. It's, mm, I want to say Scott Steiner was the first to do... I mean, we know it as a horror corona as well, but was it the Frankensteiner first? It might have been. Might have been. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Well, horror corona probably came from Mexico, right? Yeah. So, nah, I doubt it then. Yeah. They, they probably had it down there, and we just well, didn't know about it. Right? I, I'm not going to tell Scott Steiner that. If he wants to take credit for it, I, I'm going to let him have credit for it, and I will not What's argue. he going to do? What's he going to do? Do you think he could beat you in a race? In a that race? guy couldn't beat me in a race right now. Are you kidding me? I hope I can I would tell him and run. I have a 33 and a third percent chance of not beating him. Wouldn't that be something? A foot race with Scott Steiner. The winner gets a Pro Wrestling Rushmore t-shirt. <laughs> Get over here. All right, Sarah, would you please read the last list? Coming to us from the franchise, Shane Douglas, the last list is the Powerbomb, the Pile Driver, the DDT, and the Powerbomb. Okay, the franchise, Shane Douglas. He gives us the Power Slam, the Pile Driver, the DDT, and the Powerbomb. So classic moves here. Well, I like that he categorized it like that, as in just, you know, Powerbomb. Yeah. Instead of referring to it as like, Like a jackknife. Yeah, you know, in a... Power slam, huh? Yeah, the power slam. I mean, Davy Boy Smith had a great power slam. Sure. I think Braun Strowman's got a great power slam right now. He does do that, yeah. And then as he is. The pile driver. Who yeah. do you think of when you think pile driver? Who do I think of? Yeah, who do, who's the first person that comes to mind? Paul Orndorff. Paul Orndorff. All right, yeah, that's man. a good. I was thinking Jerry Lawler, but yeah, Paul Orndorff. I mean, Jerry Lawler does too, but Paul Orndorff. That's, that's a good guess there. All right, so we have all these lists here, but Brian. We have to give our lists. Not that they count, but just so people know where we're coming from. They should count. I don't know. I think our votes should only count if there's a tie. Okay. If there's a tie, our votes will count. I think we go over this all the time. I think we do, too. <laughs> yeah, right. it'll, it'll just be an ongoing joke. But anyway, so so what is your Mount Rushmore finishing moves? Well, I got the, uh, the buns I dropped, and I'm hoping I can change some people's minds, because how big was Yokozuna, man? And we just said it earlier, like 560 or whatever. Coming off the second rope, you know, come yes. on. Like, how are you going to kick out of that? Not many people yeah, did. That's right. Anybody? I don't think anybody kicked out of that move. I don't think so. So that's a pretty effective move. They didn't. No. All right, so there you go. That should be the number one there. Bonsai <laughs> drop. No settled. Kicked out. <laughs> settled because I said so. So we're going to remove the scorpion deathlock, and we're going to put the bonsai drop in there. So if we're removing the Scorpion Deathlock, does that mean the Sharpshooters? It was never the Sharpshooters. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. Alright, um, so second is going to be the pile driver, mm-hmm. Just because, like I said, um, if you sit out with it, it looks devastating. If you drop to your knees, it still looks good. But, you know, I, I obviously prefer the, the sit out with, you know, keeping the guy's head just right. But you just never know if you're going to get that. So sure. you don't want to kill anybody. But, that's the thing. It's a move that could kill someone. It's imposing. That's what yes. you want. You want something devastating, right? 
And I know I sound like a hypocrite because I said you have to get on anybody, and you can't really get the pile driver on anybody, but you know what? Too bad it's my show. And if you can't get it <laughs> on them, then it's effective. Right. Exactly. All right. So is that. Um, spear. Okay. You know, because look at how uh, how good Roman Reigns performs the spear. That's good, right? Goldberg. Sure. Sure. Might get a little heat from people, you know. <laughs> Would you? Oh. I mean, we didn't even talk about Rhino's gore. Oh, Rhino's right. got the same thing. Yeah, but it's, it's, spear, it's a spear. Right? Yeah, it's a spear. It looks great, though. Yeah, yeah. And the Shooting Star Press. Shooting Star Press, huh? Can you... All right, so his scenario. Okay. Can you imagine if Brock Lesnar hit the Shooting Star Press at WrestleMania? It would have been legendary. Right. One and of the a, biggest moments in wrestling history. A big guy like that to get up there and be able to perform that move mm-hmm. and hit it. You know what I mean? Like, that would have been crazy. I mean, guys doing it now that hit it. The smaller guys, and maybe it doesn't look as impressive as if Brock Lesnar were to hit it, mm. but it's a what if of me. It's like, what if he hit that move? It would have brought that move to, like, new heights. Yeah, and, and now that I think about it, uh, Mark Merrow did a shooting star press He did, that's right. Well. And he so was a big dude. Yeah, he was a big dude. So that's probably the only other heavyweight that I can think of that's even attempted it. Right. Or, well, didn't, it, didn't it look great when he did it? Yeah, it did. You know who has a good one is uh, Shane McMahon. I think Shane McMahon. Yes, has a good one. you're right. He, uh, he, he gets serious hype there. Uh, Billy Kidman made it famous. Uh, the end who's, of the 90s. Uh, who's that dude from uh, NXT? Didn't he do it? Black something black? No, he wasn't as. PJ Black? PJ Black. Didn't yeah, he? he was. That was his name, dude. Gabriel. Like, Justin, Justin Gabriel. Gabriel that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah, he had an awesome shooting star press. He had great, like, high-flying moves. He did. It's too bad. Matt Seidel, did he <laughs> do a... Well, he tried to do well, one recently, yeah, I mean, but... Well, <laughs> talking about... But no, he did. He did have an excellent one. And how about the time he did the shooting star press and Randy Orton caught, caught him in the RKO when he was, was coming awesome. down? That was awesome. But that's just another, you know, another way to think of it. It's a move mm-hmm. that you could turn into something else. Sure. Which Randy Orton did. You know who else cool was... Remember when, uh... Orton went to do that stomp to Rollins, and Rollins like, picked him up. Yes. Well, and, no, it was the other no, one. No, yeah, Rollins, Rollins went to do the stomp to him, and Randy shot him up in the shot air, up. and we came that down. Was awesome. Awesome moment. Highlight reel moment right there. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, my my list, uh, you, you might scoff at, so I'm just going to say the stunner right away. Uh, I have the RKO slash Diamond Cutter, because I believe DDP deserves just as much credit as Randy Orton. I have the DDT, specifically Jake the Snake Roberts, but for move's sake, the DDT, and the flying elbow drop. I love the high-flying moves, I love the quick, high-impact moves, but uh, the flying elbow drop, that's one of my favorites. But Sarah, please, hit us with the stats. I think this episode's Mount Rushmore made itself pretty clear. With 19 votes, the stunner, the tombstone with 12, Sweet Chin Music with 7, and The Sharpshooter slash Scorpion Deathlock with 6. Then following with 5 votes, The Frog Splash, and with 4 each, Razor's Edge, The RKO, and The Powerbomb. Then, The Figure 4 and DDT with 3 each, and the rest with 2 votes each, The AA, The Jackhammer, The Chokeslam, The People's Elbow, The Pedigree, Stan Hansen's Lariat, and The Burning Hammer. Okay, no surprise there. The Stone Cold Stunner garnering 19 votes. That's insane. 
The Tombstone with 12 votes. Sweet Chin Music with 7 votes. Really? Yep, so those three on the Mount Rushmore. And then, of course, the fourth move on the Mount Rushmore is the Sharpshooter. Come on. The Sharpshooter has made our Mount Rushmore. So it's the Stunner, the Tombstone, Sweet Chin Music. Scorpion and Deathlock. The Sharpshooter. <laughs> and uh, other moves finishing high, I mean... We have the Frog Splash, five votes. Razor's Edge, four votes. RKO, four votes. The Power Bomb got four votes. The people have spoken, Brian. I don't like them. I really, honestly, and it's not because I, I hate Bret Hart. Um, I, I don't like the Sharpshooter being there. Yeah. Or Scorpion Deathlock. I don't care if it was Sting or Bret Hart. I just don't think the move deserves to be there. Well, that is certainly one man's opinion. And that is why we tell everybody to choose their four. And now something very exciting. We've had some people asking us. They want to submit their four. So, our next list. We are going to try to construct the Mount Rushmore of WCW, World Championship Wrestling. So if you have a list that you would like to submit to us, find us on Instagram square.circle.history or you can find us on YouTube just search Squared Circle History everything is up on there if you want to listen to the podcast you can support us anywhere iTunes, Spotify we're on YouTube too when I throw pictures up on the video any way you can get a list to us get a list to us because we want more people to uh, to participate here Yep, and engage in the comments You know, engage, uh, just throw, drop your top four in the comment section and I'll uh, we can debate it with you if you want, you know? Just uh, get there. I like the YouTube uh, version, to be honest. I like seeing the pictures come up. and It's a good what visual. You, what you throw on there. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's just still all still audio. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got some visuals going on there. And it, uh, it's a cool deal. It's it's pretty much what my Monday consists <laughs> of, is editing of the... Uh, give, give me something to do, folks. Show. Come on. <laughs> So, yeah, so we, we do want to thank everybody that contributed this week. Please reach out to us. Contribute next week for the Mount Rushmore of WCW. Like, share, and subscribe. Get our name out there. That was Brian coughing into the microphone. Coughing into my Okay, good. So I don't have to necessarily disinfect. No, no, we're good. But, yes, be safe out there, people. So, for Brian. Good night, everyone. It's, uh... Hit it up in the comments section. Like Ian said, like and subscribe. Give us something. (laughs) And for Sarah. Till next time. This is Ian from Squared Circle History saying good night. (laughs) 